back inside the tank. It's Owen Smith and Matthew Warner from FTS Sports. Uh, we are back after a week off because of some vacation time, Matt. Yeah, yeah. We were uh, had a little bit of vacation time, had some sickness going on here in the Warner household, so we figured it was probably best to, uh, you know, instead of putting on the bad show we normally put on, why don't we just put on no show at all? No so. show at all, baby. Yeah, so no, took a week off. Uh, seems like everybody's starting to get a little bit healthier on our side. Vacation was much needed as well. How was your uh, How was your time off? It was good. It was much needed. Been a while since I took like a full week off. Um, so good to kind of get away from reality for a little bit. Played a little golf down in Myrtle Beach, which was uh, fun. Got some beach time and all that. Um, I was able to able to you know watch some college football and NFL, of course, as well. It wasn't. It was kind of um, when I first got down there, Ohio State was playing Maryland, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah they were playing Maryland. And uh, so I was kind of having to like get updates from you, check yeah. on my phone. Like it's not the most ideal, you know, position is- to watch your team. But it was it was funny to like see the different reactions and bouncing back and forth of, you know, getting the car unloaded and having to grab lunch and dealing with a 18 month old after a 12 hour car drive. Like, yeah. yeah uh but either way which it was so funny because you were texting me for updates on the buckeye game because it it looked pretty grim in that first half meanwhile i'm getting like service (laughs) under a cabana at margaritaville (laughs) with a tv like it was it's maybe one of the best experiences i've had watching a college football game like just had somebody serving me drinks hand and foot like i had a pool anytime i wanted to go cool off um so a little bit of a uh, different worlds there, but yeah, uh, Ohio State got the the big comeback win over Maryland, bounced back, got a good win over Purdue. Um, now we're into the big week. Now big week. Um, it's been uh, it's about a month ago. We were kind of the same topic. We we're going into Notre Dame week. If anybody forgot what happened that week, uh, Ohio State won on a walk off touchdown from uh, Chip Trainum last second. I did uh, so. About that. Yeah, just just for just for everyone's records there, but uh, probably the biggest game uh, of the week uh, will be Ohio State versus Penn State. But there's some other good matchups as well. Before we get into all of that, though, we do need to talk a little recap. Um, there was a, a big game last week. Um, USC and Notre Dame played in South Bend, Indiana. Um, it was Notre Dame's fourth night game in a Fourth row or? straight night ranked yeah. game in a <laughs> something row. something insane they were coming off their yep. loss to louisville uh you know clearly had lost to ohio state a couple of years or a couple of weeks before that had a close one with duke so like just a treacherous schedule for them um but that's what you get when you don't play in a conference so sorry yep. about it but either way they play usc a lot of expectations clearly coming in for uh the trojans with you know lincoln riley and um of course like it seems like the second or third coming of Jesus now at this point with Caleb Williams, how he's demanding equity in a team. Future, if he were future to join NFL that. owner. <laughs> like just has all these high expectations and out of nowhere, <laughs> they just got not out of nowhere, but we kind of expected it. We've talked about their defense, but from like Caleb Williams perspective, like, that, yeah, that that's in the, the world. That's the side that I think was, um, was really, really shocking. Um, he just looked so out of sync. He made a lot of it seemed like he forced a lot of throws that you just yep. you're not accustomed to see him doing. Um just looked uncomfortable. I, I mean, you'd mentioned it, you know, Notre Dame fourth straight ranked night game and, and you cap it off with USC, which is just uh, like a, a fun rival between those two programs anyways. Um and, and they just immediately kind of deflated usc um mm-hmm. their, their their defense was so sound um contained everything that usc tried to do and, and by the time usc ended up getting a score on the board it was almost like it was too late because their defense simply they they can't stop yeah. teams so it, you know yeah. a a two touchdown deficit for usc feels like it's insurmountable because i you you can't trust their defense to go get two stops it's it it really was it it was crazy to see um kudos to marcus freeman and and notre dame i mean that's that is a very very difficult um stretch of games to to get out of there with you know obviously they they want to have the louisville one back um but you know getting out of there two and two 
um, is still pretty darn good just given the circumstances yeah. and obviously picking up USC after getting handed that loss uh, to, to Louisville. You got to feel decent to get back on track. Now you go the home stretch of your schedule. Um, you need a miracle to happen to, to find yourself into any significant um, postseason college football, but you know, all things considered, you almost beat Ohio state at home. Um, almost. 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 Um, Very close. But yeah, so so kudos to them. It, Marcus Freeman had had his team up and ready for for that game and a game that they very well could have just kind of rolled over and like, yeah, I'm tired, coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I it was a uh, it was wild to see Caleb Williams struggle like that. So kudos to to Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, and and that that bunch. Well, yeah, and the media coverage has been, like, so unreal around Caleb Williams. Like, you know, there's there was, like, the report that came out maybe a day before that game that was, like, anonymous NFL GM says if if Caleb Williams was available in 2020 and 2021, he would have been taking over Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. And it's like, dude, can we pump the – like, this? he's still a college. Like, there's still growth. Sure, I'm sure he's an amazing prospect. I'm sure he's going to turn out well in the NFL. But just to like, that was like a absolute like, hey, pump the brakes a little bit. Like, even though he is a great prospect, like there's still a lot of growth and uh, you, you just can't like put all of these expectations on this dude immediately. Like, it's right. The, the amount of times you would see stuff like, you know, there's only two quarterbacks in the world that can do that. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams. It's like, all right, well, let's let's calm down uh, yeah. on the flip side of that, though, like. There is a this weird group of people now that were like, see, he's not even that good. And it's like, okay, yeah. people have bad football games. The yep. dude's still really freaking good. Um, he's gonna go number one next year. It, it like there's no not not much is gonna change. Drake May would have to play the best college football that anybody's ever seen to get up ahead of Caleb Williams just because of how physically gifted he is and how well he can create um kind of off script like Mahomes does. Um but it's, I, I'm I'm not going to be so quick to just immediately say, hey, <laughs> this guy's not very good at yeah. football because he had a you know a, a bad game against Notre Dame. Yep, but, exactly. So yeah, just that just that constant reminder uh, that yeah, there's, there's still a lot of growth to be done. So um, yeah, he'll be just fine. It's just yeah, he's not he's not Superman yet. He has yeah, the I was gonna traits, say, give, but give him, give him a, a chance. Yeah, yeah, give him a chance to become that. Don't say he's that but you know don't put right. the, the crown on his head before he becomes king um exactly but. the other one uh nothing else i, I don't think crazy happened colorado uh, blew out stanford they were up 29 and a half i went to sleep after that uh, oh wait oh i'm looking here now oh it looks like they actually lost <laughs> is that a typo on espn i don't think it that's, is <laughs> that's odd no, um, that's that's a, a really bad one. Um, you know, I, I think Deion Sanders is somebody that doesn't like to be embarrassed. That's pretty darn embarrassing loss. Yeah. Um, you know, but now, lucky it, for him, he was it was buried in a Friday night game <laughs> where people did go to sleep. It was buried but. in a it was buried in a Friday night game ahead of a, a really fun college football Saturday yeah. where you have the you know the UFC. UFC, USC, Notre Dame game. You have Washington, Oregon coming up, which was just an amazing football watching experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the it, it feels like that color. Everybody's starting to go. Okay, yeah, Colorado's not there yet. Not there. Right? And, it and, takes and, it takes a while to overturn a college program. Like it, it and, does not happen in, in one night when it doesn't matter what luggage you bring in. Like it's gonna take time. Yeah. And Dion said it. He's like, have your fun now. Cause it it is going to turn and, and he's one hundred percent right. Um things are going to take a turn yeah. for that Colorado program. If he's there, he's got some of these big name assistant coaches that are so it things are going to turn around looking at their schedule though it doesn't get much easier they go to ucla they host oregon state um they host arizona who has been frisky uh and then they finish up the season at washington state at utah 
I think the over under on their t- their wins coming into the season was four and a half. They're sitting at four and three <laughs> right now. Those are all five of those games are possible games they could drop. Um, yeah. I think they I think they pick up one of those five and get over that win total. But um, it's amazing to see after they start off, you know, ruling the world, beating TCU, and you know everybody was. Like I said, the same thing with Caleb Williams, you know, putting the crown on their head before they became king. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but enough talking about Colorado. Um, the other game, um, I did you get to watch a ton of the uh, Oregon? So Washington it was game? a it was a driving and listening experience, like okay. for that most of that game. Um, I got. I mean, I literally pulled up to the house as the game was like ending. So like it was a full, um, you know, was able to catch glimpses of it, of course, but um, mostly like a, a more of a radio experience. So not the same, but still like could understand the excitement. I had uh, Oregon Moneyline just for record, by the way, um, if you only listen to the podcast, but don't follow us on X or Twitter, um, we put out all of our picks, even though we didn't have an episode last week. So um, Oregon money line was one of my picks. I should have just taken the points based on how it ended, but I got a little cocky and thought that Bo Nix and Dan Lanning would be able to pull this one off. Um, but since you got to watch it, I'll let you kind of speak a little more to, to that game. Yeah. Um, it, it, anybody that watched it was just, just happy. Like, you yeah. know, I, I don't have any Oregon friends. I don't have any Washington friends, uh, you know, fans of those teams and, just texting back and forth and, and being a part of like that viewing experience from, you know, from, from different parts of the country, just everybody was having a good time. Just two fun football teams to watch. Uh, yeah. Phoenix is, um, it, his story is amazing. He's playing amazing football right now. Oregon, you know, just, it, it was a, such a back and forth and just kind of a, a fun fist fight to sit and, and watch. Um, came down to that, that last drive, you know, where, you get, I, I think a little greedy. I, I think I make the same call going for it there on fourth and three um, yeah. and trying to just completely ice the game. If I'm Dan Lanning, but you punt it away, Phoenix drives the field with ease um, and, yep. and scores. Bo Nix isn't able to um, get it close enough to get the game winning field goal. Um, yeah. But, you know, close enough that, you know, should have had a chance. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. I, I was sitting there watching that game, thinking in my mind that these are probably two of the top four teams in the country right now. For sure. For sure. Um, you know, right now, as it stands right now, I, I would take those two teams probably over, um, you know, most college football teams with the exception of, of, of a handful. Yeah. Um, but a lot of fun. That that conference is going to have an absolute electric into the season with some of the matchups that are coming up and the stakes you just got a lot of good football teams that are going to be going head to head as they battle it out to see who gets the nod there um, yeah my hope is that they don't beat each other up so much that nobody gets a shot yeah but i could very much so see that you know being the case yep um, yeah but yeah uh that's all i've got from from last weekend yeah, no, it was, I mean, clearly those were the highlights. Again, Ohio State won. So as Ohio State fans, if you're not aware already, like we were pretty happy with that. Um, but it was really a tune-up for, we'll go ahead and get into it this weekend. So Ohio State uh, hosting Penn State at noon, which I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, it's tradi- not traditionally, but like the past, I would say at least two to three years, maybe even four has been like at least a, a night game. Um, I went to the 2017 comeback game. That was like my first game in the shoe, which will never be topped. Like, I just don't know how that will ever be unless it's a game, a win over the team up North and a, a close one or something like that. Like, I don't know, but that was like my first experience in the shoe for a game. I've been to like spring games and all of that. And, uh, that'll never be top, but that was like a, I think that was a three thirty start if I'm remembering correctly. So like either way, it hasn't been noon in a while. It's either been yeah. on the road at night or it's been at home at night or like a three thirty slot. So how do you feel about the, the big noon kickoff being uh, the setup for this weekend? Yeah. Uh, I, I had the same thing. Like that was the very first note was like, how is this not a seven thirty night game? Like uh, it's going to be the, 
you you knew coming into the season this was probably going to be the biggest matchup aside from Alabama Tennessee on the you know on the schedule for the weekend. Yep. Um, so was a little disappointed, but this is such a fun like taking away just the Ohio State fandom and obviously we're very excited about the game, but such a fun matchup. Um, yep. You just got two kind of powerhouse programs um, that they get to face off, and it's ultimately like who gets to who gets to go in undefeated against you know the 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 kings of the north right now um, at the end of the season. So I I yep. love this matchup. Um, Penn State's last loss came at the hands of Ohio State last year in their house, 44-31. That was the JT game where he yeah. was just absolutely all over the place. Um, I, I watched just some quick highlights of that game, and it was every other highlight was JT with an interception, yeah. JT with a sack, JT with a you know a strip sack. So, um, you know. Both teams come in with top 10, statistically top 10 defenses in college football right now. Um, I feel good about the game as an Ohio State fan. Yep. Um, I I feel really good about it. How how are you feeling on your side? I'll go into some of the, you know, some of the reasons I feel good, the causes for concern I have. But I'm curious, just as as a fan, how are you feeling going into this? As a fan, I just, I haven't had... And I think this is like, you know, you can't, this is a different team than years past, right? So, like, you can't always compare it. But, like, I've never felt like Ohio State has had a Penn State problem. Like, I feel like James Franklin's always had an Ohio State problem. And so, with that being said, like, I just don't, I don't feel the same, like, anxiety leading up to the game as I do for Michigan this year. Or I do for, um even kind of fell a little bit with Notre Dame just based on where it fell on the schedule and everything this year. Um, so I, I feel like somewhat calm about it and I feel like pretty confident in our defense. Clearly there's some question marks on Denzel Burke and his availability after getting hurt in the Purdue game. Um, but I feel good about what Jim Knowles has done. Um, how like all the other, you know, areas of the defense linebacker has been a little hit or miss uh, on, on some weeks, but it seems like they're yep. doing some rotation changes with Cody Simon in there. Um, ultimately I, I feel pretty good. I, I think it's going to be a close battle. I think that I don't think that this is a blowout by any means. Um, but I do think that Ohio state comes up, comes up on top. Um, but curious to get your thoughts before I give my advice on a pick. I'm not making this pick cause I, I don't bet on the team anymore, but, um, some advice, uh, for a pick that I'll throw out there, but want to get your other thoughts first. Yeah. Um, so I it, same kind of a s- similar approach to this. Um, I think one of the reasons I feel really good is we do have Franklin's number. Um, yeah. He 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 hasn't he's had opportunities to beat Ohio State and hasn't been able to do so. Um, you referenced the the, the twenty seventeen game. Um, that was the first time I've ever been attacked by a dog. Um, <laughs> I was attacked by a pit bull because I was going so insane in someone's living room. Um, shout out Stephen and Morgan. Thank you for saving me. Um, but you know. He, he's had opportunities to beat Ohio State and just hasn't been able to do so. Um, so I, I kind of feel pretty good about that side of things. The other thing that makes me um, kind of excited about this matchup is you, you're hearing a lot about Drew Aller. Um, yeah. You know, he's he's a guy that I think Penn State's been looking for for a really long time. Um, he's an Ohio kid, which stings a little bit. Um, that, yeah. You know, they, they steal one from our home state. Um, well, to be fair, Kyle McCord is a Pennsylvania kid, so I, we yeah, kind of did a little trade off there. That's that's very true. So, um, you know, you've got a guy that comes into the season with with Aller, um, zero interceptions, twelve touchdowns. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say he probably hasn't seen a defense quite like Ohio State's, and I mm-hmm. think it's fair to say on on our side of the ball that Kyle McCord has not seen a defense like Penn State's. What I do think is going to be a little bit different for the Buckeyes is just the, I think you're going to see this Jim Knowles defense this year has been so good at just containing and not giving up the the home run hitters. Yep. And Penn State's offense is kind of designed as a, let's just 
march the ball down the field six seven mm-hmm. yards at a time they're they don't take a ton of shots so i think it gives jim Knowles an opportunity to dial up some some really creative pressures yeah. uh keep the ball in front of you but um so I, i'm excited to see if we can speed aller up get him on the the you know the uh get his first turnover of the year um see if jt can find some of that magic from last year right uh some of the concerns i have Penn State's linebackers are very yeah. good, <laughs> very good. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and then they're, you know, obviously Ohio State's some of their struggles this year has been offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. and Penn State's got to the quarterback twenty-seven times this year, so yeah. you know, Fryer and Simmons are going to get um tested all mm-hmm. game, all mm-hmm. day. Um, so I'm hoping that we have the opportunity to get the run game going a little bit. Um, I'm, I, I don't know about you. I know you weren't able to, to watch the game, but I think I'm officially okay if Dallin Hayden doesn't get his redshirt year this year. Um, yeah. He, no, looks I... like, he looks like the best running back in, in Ohio State's running back room. He, he, I know. He, it, it seems like his vision and his ability to just hit the, you know, hit the hole and, and be explosive is seems like he's doing that better than anybody right now. So I'm okay. Like if he's the best guy, give him, give him the opportunity to go do it. Um, you know, so I, I like Ohio state to win this game. Um, I think offensively is going to be a different, speed than anything their defense has seen and, and vice versa yeah. uh, for, for our offense. Uh, but I think the key is going to be our defense is going to be night and day difference from anything that drew, you know, that the Aller has seen. Um, yeah. and I, I like the idea that we are going to be able to speed him up and get him in situations. He hasn't been in this year as a young quarterback mm-hmm. um, and, and cause a little bit of havoc. I also just want Ryan day, like aggressive, emotional Ryan day to yeah. show up in this fight. No, I, I, we're, we're hundred percent on the same page here. Um, I think that although McCord hasn't been tested to a defense, the level of Penn state, he has been tested. He was on a road night game and, and South bend and had to, you know, deliver a lot, especially in that last, you know, last minute of that yeah. game. And he was tested there. Uh, Drew Aller just hasn't had that. They haven't had a close. I mean, their closest game was thirty to thirteen, like, and that was against Illinois. Like they th- this year, they just haven't. Like Iowa is their only ranked opponent, and we know how Iowa is, and they beat them thirty-one nothing. Like, so I, I mean, clearly Penn State is frisky, and they have a great defense, and Aller is, um, Aller is a you know good quarterback, but. Yeah, I, I think that the quarterback advantage because McCord has been tested and um, just how confident I felt on our defense and how the defense has been challenged, um, just, yeah, excited for this game. Now, with that all being said, again, I'm we don't normally bet on the team, uh, so this is purely advice, but I think hammering the under in this game, 45 and a half, is the absolute move. It looks yeah. like it's going to be maybe some sloppy weather um, in the forecast. It is to you know it's a defensive battle so i think that just seeing how ohio state has been in some of these tough games such as notre dame um even getting across 30 points is a little bit of a battle there so i'd be pretty confident in 45 and a half um do you think the same thing yeah i've got i i actually got it uh earlier this week at 46 and a half um, not that it's a, a huge difference i've got this ending in one of those like 21 17 just yeah kind of ugly games um but you know i i like the under i'm gonna obviously stay away from the line um but obviously with me saying 21 17 is kind of where i've got it penn state plus four and a half if you're uh if you're wanting to throw something on it doesn't feel like yeah. a, a terrible bet just because i think it's going to be such a tight and, and low scoring game um anytime you're getting more than a field goal you, you kind of feel okay with it um it's interesting. Penn State's getting seventy-four percent of bets and ninety-one percent of the money right now, according to action. Really? So, okay. Uh, a lot of folks not super high on the Buckeyes um, hosting the Nittany Lions, who yeah. have not beat Ohio State in quite some time. Now, I'm going to be very careful because we said that for a very long time about another team and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's went downhill pretty quickly. So, yeah. um, yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so yeah, so I, I, I like the under as well. I, it seems like we see eye to eye on that one pretty well. And, yep. and, and a lot of folks that I've been, you know, listening to and just kind of doing my research seem like they are very heavy on the under, which means this is going to be a 45 to 42, just uh-huh. exactly down <laughs> spit swapping makeout match and uh, we'll look like <laughs> idiots. But uh, no, I, I, I like the under. I, I don't see any reason why this would be a high scoring game. Yep. No, we're in the same boat. So we'll clearly recap all of that on next week's ep- next week's episode, uh, and then we go into Wisconsin uh, following that. So you know, another potential battle, not not to the same degree though, by any means. So, um, okay, next game, uh, a big SEC matchup: Tennessee versus Alabama. Looks like the line was eight and a half last time I checked. Um, what do you what are you thinking about this? Because Bama's been a you know, it's not the Bama of years past um tennessee you know i clearly had a, a big year last year it looks like the line's actually at nine now um yep. as i'm as i'm looking here 48 and a half over under um like i said though tennessee had a great year last year uh up until kind of the quarterback situation got a little little hazy with some injury um bama's just not the not the same team i'm surprised that the line is at nine but i just because i don't think that bama can cover more than a touchdown against uh you know a big sec matchup here but you you just never know nick saban (laughs) works in mysterious ways so what are your thoughts on this yeah um it's so funny like uh you look at this line this year it's obviously bama nine but the over under sitting at 48 and a half um is just hilarious considering last week or last year's matchup um uh-huh. you know that game ends in a 49 to 52 yeah. <laughs> score yeah. and this year the entire total for the game is sitting at 48 and a half <laughs> you know but uh, obviously Bryce Young and and Hendon Hooker aren't walking through that door um and, and playing so it's just going to be a completely different matchup with Joe Milton um you know, leading the charge for, for the Vols. Um, I've got the under in this game as well. Okay. It, this feels like one of those very similar to Ohio State, uh, Penn State, where I, I'm struggling to see a world where Alabama start, suddenly starts putting up a ton of points. Tennessee starts putting up a ton of points. I, I just think it's going to be one of those defensive battles. Um, yeah. I like the under in this one. I would stay away from the spread with Bama being favored by more than a touchdown. Now they're being favored by nine. Um, you know, it, it just doesn't. It doesn't feel like this is the same Alabama that goes out and covers two score games against ranked opponents. They they struggled yep. to even you know uh, cover nine points against you know a team like A and M. So it, it, it's just. Uh, I feel like this is going to be one of those really tight, low-scoring games. I could see it being very similar, twenty-one seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's another one I, I don't have a ton of interest in the spread here. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go on the opposite of that because I, I do have interest in the spread just because I don't believe in Bama. Uh, so I'm going Tennessee. I like getting nine points on this. Um nice definitely could get screwed on this but that's any bet of course um so i'm riding tennessee plus nine and it's strictly kind of fade bama for me and and fade their ability to be able um to to cover the spread uh tennessee is three and oh against the spread in the last three games so um like that for them but of course it's been a little different uh opponents so always got to factor that in but I'm, i'm riding with uh with or with tennessee at plus nine um Okay, Duke FSU is another big one. I'm slightly surprised by the line. It's 14 and a half uh, for this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, you know, Florida State's been, you know, pretty, you know, impressive this year, of course. They have some good wins, uh, but there's also, they're almost kind of squeezed out of the conversation a little bit, just naturally. Um, yeah. You know, with the ACC probably being the weakest conference, I would say. I mean, I think that's a fair statement this year. Um, compared to Big Ten and uh, SEC and Pac-12 and even the Big 12. So what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, Florida State and Duke this year? Yeah, um, with with the spread opening up at 14 and a half, I think a lot of that is kind of uh, being determined because Riley Leonard for Duke and QB you know, has that ankle injury. 
it's yeah. still up in the air on whether he's going to be able to go when if he does go is he 100 percent um so right. there's a lot of factors that play into it um i i think that i like florida state minus 14 and a half in this um duke is another team that's kind of had a uh you know a, a pretty tough couple weeks here <laughs> you COVID. um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I like 14 and a half for Florida State. I feel like they need a big statement win to kind of remind everybody like, hey, no, the Pac-12 is playing some great football. We know that we've got the big Ohio State game. The SEC is always the SEC, but like we're hanging out down here and we're really damn good. So I, I like Florida State covering 14 and a half feels pretty good to me. Um, I, I I like this matchup. I'm jealous that they're in the seven thirty seven thirty slot. Um yeah. where where I wish the Buckeyes would have been, but it, it'll be fun to sit and watch that and then have the dual screens going with uh with Utah and, and USC and seeing Caleb Williams fingernails painted again. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm taking Florida State minus fourteen and a half. Did you have a, a bet in this one? Yeah, I I mean I'm I'm gonna tail that with you. Um and it's purely because of the whole Riley Leonard thing. I mean, yeah, it says that there's a chance he plays, but we know how that can go. I mean, we're pretty we, we didn't talk about it, but there's yeah. also another couple injuries with the Ohio State Buckeyes, and we just know how college uh college can be when you either bring somebody back from injury or kind of that last minute decision. So I think uh capturing this and just kind of riding the bet the better team ultimately and just hoping that I guess you're, you're just hoping that Riley Leonard doesn't play if you're capturing right. this line right now. So right. um, I'll tell that with you. Um, Utah USC um, right now is at minus seven for USC over under 53. Um, I think I, I, I'll, I'll just start off by saying, I think USC is going to cover this and it's purely a bounce back uh, bounce back effort from Notre Dame. Everyone's probably down and out on them a little bit. Um, probably, you know, again, we talked about a little bit with like, there's a lot of kill Williams haters kind of surfacing, um, because of his performance. I think that it's going to be a high scoring game. <laughs> I, I think that the over, uh, 50 over under 53 is intriguing as well to go over on that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm riding USC minus seven. I think that they can win by at least a touchdown, uh, to, to make this one happen, but curious to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I'm I'm going the same way. USC minus seven feels good. Um, you know, the the big difference here is you know Utah has that really strong defense. Yep. Um, you know, what they're lacking that some other teams have had is just a, a, a good offense. You know, their offense has just kind of struggled this year. Um, they they haven't quite found the same magic that they had last year. Uh, so it, it it'll be interesting to see how Caleb Williams responds after his worst performance in, you know, in his college career and then having to bounce back and go play a night game um, at home in front of his crowd uh, with, with Utah coming in with a, a really good defense. Yeah. Um, I think he responds really well. I think they put up quite a, quite a few points. I just don't think Utah has the offense to combat that even with USC's defense being so so poor so i'm tailing the the minus seven i'm probably going to stay away from the over under um and that and then my last one is i'm, I'm going to take clemson minus three and that eight o'clock game and 8 p.m okay. start for that game feels so weird with both of them <laughs> being in florida but i'm i'm yeah. here for it but just as i'm not going to go into any we're we're uh i know we got to get into some nfl stuff but i'm yeah. also adding um gonna add uh Clemson minus three. Okay. Love it. Well, uh, that'll wrap up college football for this week. Uh, hoping to get into some future conversations as well with uh, the playoff picture, you know, especially after this week. And uh, when you talk about Penn state and Ohio state, like um, you know, definitely some things that could have some movement there um, and really kind of, you know, even Florida state and all of that. So we'll get more into that. But what I will say for the record is if you are fading Ohio state and you think Penn state, is the better team here um, getting them at plus 1200 right now on, uh, on DraftKings, it, I mean, that's a, that's some pretty good value because if they do beat Ohio state, who are that number is going to be chopped down significantly because you know, all that's remaining is Michigan clearly still a battle to be done there, yeah. but Michigan right now is plus 270. So from a value perspective, 
Um, if you believe in Penn State, grab that number now because it's going to go down if they win. But I am not grabbing that number because I think Ohio State's going to win. So just throwing it out there. All right, let's make the transition over to the NFL. Um, last week, Matt, I went 4-0, and um, which felt very good. Um, records don't matter, though, for, for you, right? Well, I think what we should probably start off with is as a group, we went 5-3. and three. Okay. <laughs> as a podcast, we went five and three, which is just phenomenal work by us. Congrats to us. Um, yes. Now you you know you go four and zero. Oh, the the lead continues to grow for you. You're getting yeah. a little cocky on your side, which I'm, I'm just a little. I'm I'm happy about. You know, I yeah. <laughs> I think uh, as I said, you know the the gambling world can be cruel, and it can you know I I just I would hate for you to get cold man <laughs> i know you would winter is coming um yeah. so you know <laughs> the the lead right now i think i've got it at 21 to 12 yeah you know that's that's pretty rough you, you can't go one and three two weeks in a row and expect to be competitive against a guy that goes four and oh and <laughs> three and yeah, one the previous so it's, week. So it's, uh, it's it's been a little rough um we're gonna bounce back though i've, I've got got a lot of faith in this yeah. uh, in this slate so okay uh, well yeah further further record for everybody um if this is your first time tuning in when we talk about our records we're going through a season battle of picking a uh over and under a top dog and a favorite favorite and we snake draft those every week between the two of us um and then we are just keeping record of you know who's winning who's losing um and then at the end of the year um, whoever is the loser has to buy the winner uh, a jersey. Um, so we, I'll, I'll pre-order your uh, I'll pre-order your Grover Stewart jersey right now. <laughs> yeah, thanks, <laughs> thank you. Uh, cheater. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, right now, so the the lead is twenty-one to twelve. But clearly, there is a lot thing that can go wrong. I can go zero and four, and Matt can go you know four and zero, and that that you know that lead gets uh, chopped down significantly there. So. A lot of football left, but yes, definitely a little cockiness from my side. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. A, a, a good NFL slate. Uh, I think we can't go without saying that our teams do face off this week. Uh, it is a home game in Indianapolis uh, hosting the Cleveland Browns, which is Matt's team. Uh, we will both be at the game, it uh, sounds like. So looking forward to all the uh, all the events around that. Um Clearly the, the elephant in the room from the Colts side is that Anthony Richardson is done for the year. Um, so this matchup isn't what we thought it was going to be. Um, Brown's coming off, you know, uh, I'll let you do a victory lap on, on their win over the 49ers without Deshaun Watson. Um, and yeah, it's just Colts outlook is looking just a lot different than what we thought it was even just two or three weeks ago. Um, so it's a little unfortunate, but it is, you know, from a spread perspective, it is still a pretty closely matched game, uh, in, in Vegas's eyes. But before we get into all of the drafting and all of that, I'll give you a minute to, to do your victory lap and share any thoughts you have for this upcoming game. Yeah. Uh, was, so anybody that kept up with the scores last week, I took 49ers minus 10, um, <laughs> and, and to be honest, I didn't even think that it would be close to that. If we would have, if, <laughs> if I would have lost that bet and, you know, we lost by seven, I would have been pretty happy. Um, and, and that's not because, you know, I, I'm uh, just a always negative Browns fan, but the 49ers are just so good. You, you've got PJ Walker who was signed off the practice squad two days before. So like you, there's just so many moving parts that it made sense that, you know, San Francisco should have came in and, and whooped us up and down the field pretty easily. So to to have an opportunity to kick a game-winning field goal and then obviously have the uh, the wind blow the right direction for us with yeah. that uh, uh, kicker from that team up north missing a uh, chip shot field goal, which is just so embarrassing for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, with his family there too. Yeah, his whole family. <laughs> so embarrassing. Golly. Um, it, you know, it, it was just one of those like surreal, you know, we, you know, if you're on Brown's Twitter, it was like we won the Super Bowl because, yeah, you know, I, I tweeted it. That was the most Brown's way for the 49ers to lose that football game. Yeah. 
and it just so happened to be against the Browns. So like we've been on the other side of that so many times where it's like you've got the game in your hands, you miss a chip shot, or you've got the game in your hands and your defense gives up a 40-yard pass and they kick a game-winning field goal and you just kind of sit there like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Um, so it was exciting to get that win. You know, heading into this weekend, obviously going to be in Indianapolis. Um, excited. We've got a babysitter, no kids. Like we're we're gonna let it hang out a little bit. Hell yeah. Um, I've gotten permission from my father-in-law who has the season tickets that I am allowed to wear my brown skier, so I will be loud and proud um at the game. Uh I'm gonna hope I can get on Simba Cam. Missy's gonna have to lift me up this time instead of me <laughs> lifting the boys up. Um the, the disappointing part of this is I think we wanted this matchup to be Anthony Richardson versus Deshaun Watson, and it seems like we're going to get P.J. Walker and Garner Minshew. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's disappointing, but it is what it is. It's the NFL. Um, you you, you uh, play with the, the, the cards that you're dealt. With it sitting at two and a half right now, it's really hard for me to not want to just hammer Browns minus two and a half. Yeah. Um, especially after that defense just lit up the 49ers and you watch Garner really struggle against the Jaguars. Like it feels like it's a recipe for, you know, him to have another really tough outing against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, I, I just have my concerns of like, is this one of those letdown games from the Brown side where you come off that yeah. super, super big win at home? Stefanski has struggled on the road as a head coach. Um, you know, so it, I like the two and a half. I like the over 40 as well. Um, okay. So th- those are two that I'm kind of eyeballing here, but um, all in all, just excited get to see the uh get to see the browns in person um you know i get to see people like nick chubb and deshaun watson play football you know that's just exactly (laughs) what i you know exactly what i wanted to do so uh yeah really excited for the game yeah well it'll be an interesting one like you said not the matchup we thought we'd get but we're 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 happy with it either way um and of course just adds an element having a pot you know we're, we're both ohio state fans so like it's we're always on the same side when it comes to college football we you know we tend to cheer for uh, certain outcomes, uh, you know, on the same side more often than not, just how the college football playoff picture is and the Big Ten and all of that. So we don't have any rivalry there. But when it comes to this, there's, you know, rivalries are a lot smaller um, in the NFL and this one specifically. But it is like it just adds an angle to it, which is always yeah. fun. So excited to excited to hear the shit talk uh, next week after whoever wins uh, gets to do an extra victory lap there. But um but yeah we'll, we'll see Gardner yeah you already said it looks ter- looked terrible last week uh I, I don't know how much worse he can get and uh the Jaguar or the Jaguars are not the Browns defense although they're you know pretty decent um so uh, I'm very nervous for what could possibly unravel on uh, on Sunday but either way uh all right let's get into it so I did I have the first pick last week I keep I always forget we, we were doing no, it over I, text okay. I had it because I I started off with 49ers minus 10 that was okay. like my that was my my lock okay. like this is there's no way this doesn't hit which is just it's hilarious now but yeah yeah so it's all yours okay so um I will I'll keep the pick because I can't always defer if I if I wanted to um I am gonna go favorite favorite um, and I am going to go Kansas City Chiefs minus five and a half. Um, you know, there's a lot of mixed opinions out about the Chiefs, especially after kind of their <coughs> close, weird game with the Broncos on Thursday night, um, last Thursday. But they're coming off more rest. Um, I just do not believe in the Chargers, no matter what I do. Like, it's just hard for me to believe in that team. Uh, especially kind of how they <laughs> just the coaching situation. And uh, I don't know, it just seems like they're always on the bad side of things. Uh, this is a, you know, division rivalry here with the chiefs and chargers. I just think, that, you know, chiefs being at home, I think that they win by a touchdown. So with that all being said, I am riding chiefs minus five and a half on my favorite favorite. Uh, um, and then, yeah, Matt, over to you, you get back to back picks now. Okay. Um, I like that pick the chargers seem 
they seem like the team that every year you look at them in the preseason and everybody's like, man, that's a sexy team. Uh-huh. Like you've got Justin Herbert, you've got Eckler, you've got Keenan Allen. And, you know, I know Mike Williams is hurt now, but, and then the season starts and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. they're, they're kind they're kind of not very good. Um, so I like that pick. They, they seem kind of defeated right now. Um, I'm going to go favorite favorite as well. I'm going to go Browns minus two and a half. Okay. I'm doing it. All I'm right. doing it. All right. I, I wondered, um, I think that that line, you know, I, I can't ever bet against my team. And um, so I, I think that line is intriguing from an overall standpoint based on how Gardner was, but uh, yeah, I'm surprised you, you, you're going with it. You're going all in on this one, huh? Yes. Um, I, okay. I, I, I like, and more so just because I'm down by so much, I might as well have a little fun with this. Um, so I, as my first pick, after I faded him last week, I'm going to go with Cleveland minus two and a half. And then on the, the, the comeback here, um, I'm going to go Falcons at Buccaneers. I'm going to take the Falcons plus two and a half as my top dog. Okay. Um, I, I It feels like the Baker Mayfield, like... Um, the clouds are, are starting to cover up the sun a little bit where it's like, <laughs> I, I, we talked about this episode two or one, I can't remember where it's like, guys, I've been here before I've trusted in Baker Mayfield and yep. I've seen how poorly it can go. Um, I'll, I'll give Baker a lot of props. He, he took full accountability for his play and, and everything that was going on. Um, so I like the Falcons plus two and a half. I think their defense is just good enough to, um, to help them stay in this game. And I just can't imagine that Ritter plays as poorly as he did against the commanders. Um, feels like a game where he just gets back to being the game manager and, and the guy that, you know, that hopefully can just take care of the ball. So I like them two and a half. Actually, I, I wouldn't hate money line on this. This feels like a very winnable game for the Falcons. Right. Well, um, that's it. It's getting so damn tight on a lot of these lines that it's like, it's probably worth the value. If you, if you like a team at plus two and a half, it's probably worth the value to just go money line. Go money line. Like yeah. it's, it's getting to that point in the season where it's like, clearly, you know, there's some other lines out there that are, you know, a little more wide. Um, and that's usually the discrepancy between the teams, but there's a lot like two and a, there's a lot of two and a half, three, two uh, yep. line, lines this week. So um okay well i'll keep it uh since it comes back to me for two picks i'll keep it on the same game i actually like the falcons bucks over 37 and a half um so i will will take that um i i think i've been very transparent when i think about these over and unders and it's kind of like i just kind of look at the line and go i think that that's an over i just <laughs> i feel like that's an over i don't my my model in my head my thoughts are telling me that is thoughts. going over yeah. that's going over I, I there's not a lot of method to the madness. I think that they're so dialed in on over under that it's like, I, I'm sure there's, there's, uh, there's formulas and, and things that, you know, the real sharps are dialed into, but from our side, you know, we're, we're very transparent that we're, we're growing as gamblers. <laughs> we're ultimately doing this as fun for fun. Um, and my model has worked decently, uh, that, that methodology has worked decently for me, um, and, and picking these over unders. So can't be, can't be too upset there. So, I'll go uh, over 37 and a half Falcons and Buccaneers. Um, and then top dog, I am going to go. I'm really back and forth. Uh, I'm really back and forth on two games, but I think I'm just going to lean the better team. Um, I think I'm going to go Lions plus three. And this is one that I think I would take on a money line as well um, because of that value aspect. But for the purpose of this, I'll take the points just in case. Um, but I'm just, I, I like the Lions. Um, I, I think that they're a fun team. Clearly they're missing, you know, David Montgomery and there's some question marks around Jameer Gibbs. Um, but the Ravens just seem to be in a, in a roller coaster this season. Um, so I, I'll, I'll take the Lions uh, at plus three there. All right, Matt. Gotcha. Back to you. And, and I think I just saw uh, something come out about Gibbs. So I was going to look that up real quick. Oh God, please. Uh, but, I can't remember where I saw it, but uh, yeah, never mind. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. But anyways, um, no, I like the Lions plus three as well. Playing really good football. Like it, 
it feels like they're everything that they were chalked up to be preseason. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of hype. I, I think I mentioned like early on, it made me nervous because it felt a lot like the hype that the Browns got when OBJ came to town and everybody yeah. was like Super Bowl and like they almost beat the Chiefs week one. And everybody's like, holy crap, this Browns team's really good. And then it just fell apart so quickly. Yeah, They don't seem to be made up of that same material there's not a ton of drama surrounding their team um so playing really good football ravens are also playing really good football um you know lamar's just uh putting him in positions to win every week so uh i i, I i'm excited about that just as a fan to 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 be able to uh, go back and watch that after i get back from the browns colts game so um yeah. that leaves just my I think I've got my over, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're over and under. Yep. All right. I'm going to go with a hilarious over here. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, is it Bagent? Ba- Bagent? Yeah. Tyson, uh, yeah. Tyson, Tyson Bagent and, yeah. uh, and Aiden O'Connell to lead their team to score more than 37 and a half points. <laughs> so I'm going Bears Raiders over 37 and a half. Um, it just it, it's just a funny line it's going to be one of those games where it's it will be hysterical if those offenses are just buzzing and yeah. <laughs> lighting up yeah. the scoreboard i mean realistically the score to that game is probably going to be 20 to you know 21 17 that gets you over the hump i'm hoping that's yeah. that's what i can get it to um and then my under um i think i'm going to go under 44 and a half in that cardinal seahawks game okay um I think with the Seahawks having a little bit of, you know, some some injury trouble, it's like DK can't seem to be completely healthy. Tyler Lockett's still nursing a little bit of an injury. Um, and then the Cardinals, it's like, you know, the, the Josh Dobbs story is cool, but it seems like it's cooling off a little bit. They're coming back down yeah. to, to reality. You know, Kyler Murray gets taken off the – the uh the pup list and seems like he's back at practice he tweeted yesterday that he was ready to rock and roll so um adds kind of a unique element to that where josh dobbs is like okay my my job is probably only around for a couple more weeks well uh, call of duty does come out soon that's what so, i'm saying so you know you're you get he might get a second bump though like he's coming back from the injury but then like call of duty comes out so he comes out like the 17th i think so you know say he starts here in two weeks you get two good weeks of kyler murray like there you go that's yeah and then i think the cardinals pull him as soon as call of duty comes out and go (laughs) look how good he is we're not going to let him play anymore because we think he's so good so trade us your draft picks please and uh and we'll go get one of these really good quarterbacks in the draft. Um, so no, I, I do. I, I like the under 44 and a half in this. Um, it, it just feels like Cardinals aren't capable of putting up enough points. Um, and I could see the Seahawks winning this like a, a you know, 24, 10 type of matchup. That's pretty low scoring, but they win pretty handily. Um, so I like Seahawks and Cardinals under 44 and a half. Okay. Um, I will go. Vikings 49ers under 44. Um, you know, clearly the the story here is that the 49ers have a really solid defense, but have some uh they're hurting a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. Uh clearly we saw that last week. Um, so I I look at the number and again using the Owen methodology on this one, I just look and go 44, not happening. So um I I I'll, I'll take the under uh 44 there. Um, and that will wrap up this week. So quick recap. Um, I have the chiefs minus five and a half as my favorite, favorite, uh, top dog. I have lions plus three over. I have uh, 37 and a half on the Falcons bucks. And then under, I have the, uh, 49ers and, uh, 49ers and Vikings at 44, Matt, you have the Browns minus two and a half for your favorite, favorite Falcons plus two and a half for the top dog. 37 and a half for bears Raiders and 44 and a half under for the, uh, for the Cardinals and the Seahawks there. Um, any of my picks that you hate? Uh, a little nervous. Uh, like I, I know I dogged on the chargers a little bit, but 
Chargers Chiefs minus five and a half is the only one that I was like, eh, I, I just, I'm waiting for that, like, switch to flip a little bit for the Chiefs where yeah. they, they start looking a little bit like them their old selves. Um, it seems like they're just kind of winning ugly right now, which is not traditional for them. Um, they usually win really pretty and it looks fun. And um, so, I, I mean, I, I still think they cover, but that was the only one that stuck out to me that made me a little bit nervous. Um, Vikings 49ers under 44 is one that I, I don't know. It, it I'm trying to figure out what that Vikings offense actually is without yeah. Justin Jefferson. And also like, you know, not knowing if Debo or CMC are going to be playing in this game. Also, it, it just, it leaves a lot up in the air. And uh, luckily you've got till Monday. So they get that extra day of rest and, and practice. Yep. Um, so no, I, 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 I like both sides. Anything on my side that you were just, uh, that um, you weren't, weren't a big fan of? <laughs> Uh, aside well, from maybe that top pick <laughs> yeah maybe maybe the browns by soon half no i mean of course the over under on 37 and a half bears raiders is like <laughs> that's a scary one but you just never know they're both bad teams and i mean it, it could just be a a, a high scoring game and you get lucky not lucky but you know just uh it turns out that <laughs> they're not as not as bad as we expect them to be or as the line expects them to be um, but I, I like the under 44 and a half for Cardinal Seahawks. Um, Falcons are, you know, frisky and I, I, I bit back and forth on that one a little bit because I, I still believe in Baker a little bit, believe it or not. Um, and, and still believe in the Buccaneers at home on that, but ultimately, uh, can't, can't hate any, any of that pick there. So, yeah. uh, we'll see though. We'll see. Uh, been very confident or, you know, I've, I've looked at some weeks where I was uh, like, oh, this is going to be a this is going to be a great week and end up going two and two. Look at some weeks like this is going to be bad and end up going four and oh. So yeah. that's what happens. But again, we, we didn't really talk much about is that Dolphins at Eagles um, kind of yeah. two high powered uh, teams sitting. I, I was kind of surprised Eagles opened up two and a half point favorites in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like Dolphins money line in that the the plus 114 Jalen Hurts has not looked like Jalen Hurts of last year um, yep. you know uh, aside from obviously the the tush push and you, you know you see him in the end zone quite a bit because they get down the one and he scores but he just hasn't been producing in the same way that he did last year um, so he, he's been a little underwhelming and then on the flip side you've just got that Dolphins offense that is amazing to sit and watch um, so I Outside of obviously of our picks, I kind of like Dolphins plus one fourteen on the money line. I think yeah. I'm going to add that to my card. It's not an official pick, but um, something that you uh, you can kind of keep up with um, for that Sunday night game. It'll be a good Sunday yeah. night viewing experience. Finally, finally, we get a decent primetime game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Chargers and Cowboys wasn't bad for Monday night football, um, and of started off to... so hot. Yeah, like the, it started off so hot, and then I just sat there and was like somebody like the spongebob meme like poking them like come on do something yeah yeah um and then they put out the industry plant people are people, people are asking are, apparently she has asking. a good story she, i i saw her, her segment on on uh pat mcafee she seems like yeah. a, a very sweet person so obviously all jokes there um a couple sure. things are, before we wrap up i've got or like three things uh okay. tease me daddy um, I've got okay. Seahawks minus 0.5 bills minus two Jags plus nine and Rams plus four. Um, okay. so I'm putting all those together, um, in a teaser. The other, uh, thing that I wanted to note is you can keep up with all of these picks at FTS gambling on action network. Uh, love the app. It, it allows you all to keep us honest. Um, if we are telling you we are betting things on this podcast or in our uh, on our, our Twitter or X, we are betting those things. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I saw some hilarious things on Twitter of people giving out their free picks or their yeah. locks, and then it doesn't hit, and you go and try and find that tweet, and it's gone. Yeah, uh, we're not going to do that. Like I, I'm going to no. own up to to my mistakes and own up to my losses. We're, we're in this to have some fun and make some money, but you know, it, it doesn't always happen that way. So you can keep up with all of our uh, our stats and, and everything on FTS Gambling. We've been ahead on the year uh, quite a bit and hope to keep that trend going. Um, and then the last thing, big happy birthday to my wife. Um, Hell yeah. 
October 19th, but more importantly, it is my half birthday, um, oh. <laughs> which, you know, April 19th. So um, happy half birthday to me, but huge, huge happy birthday to my wife, who I know for a fact will not listen to this, but yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say happy birthday to her and uh, go Browns. Uh, go Colts, baby. Yeah, we'll be next. We'll be back next week, clearly to recap Browns, Colts, all our picks, and then of course Penn State and Ohio State. Uh, stay connected with us on Twitter X, whatever it's called at FTS Sports Twelve. Um, and then we will, yeah, like Matt said, Action Network. We'll be tweeting out everything. Um, may get some blogs out. We're trying to be more active on the social media, get you guys all more engaged. So if you have picks that you want us to discuss, um, happy to you know bring that on as a part of the part of the podcast, but. Until next time, it's been Owen Smith and Matthew Warner from FTS Sports with Inside the Tank. We'll see you guys. Bye, guys.